Okay, now let's try again. Um, okay, hello and welcome to the completely unprepared podcast. Tonight, David wrestles a bear. Kira eats David or the bear after one is declared the victor. And I laugh derisively. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll test. I'll see if that one works. <laughs> My name is David. Hi. I'm unprepared. None completely. <laughs> Y'all didn't know that the podcast is actually named after the squad. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely yeah. unprepared, and I'm the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Completely <laughs> unprepared and podcast. First name pod, last name cast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, we we refer to people last name first, right? So it's it's actually cast pod is my name. Mm. Caspod the friendly ghost. Caspod. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Caspod, Wyoming? No, is that a thing? Casper is. Oh. <laughs> I don't know jack shit about Wyoming. Come yeah. on, son. Listen, I tried to make a funny. It was good. If I knew anything about Wyoming, of all fucking places. I've been through Wyoming, and I, all I remember is, that's kind of pretty. You're like, oh, there's Wyoming. Oh, okay. Same as, it's not the same as Kansas. Kansas and Nebraska. Oh, God. Yeah. At least I said Wyoming exactly. is pretty. Mm-hmm. Kansas. I always tell people Kansas is like, if you were to, if you're planning to build a state, that's like the blank template you would start with. Yeah. And then from there, you'd be like, okay, now let's add some mountains and some something interesting. I don't fucking know. But you go through Kansas and they're like, oh, shit, God forgot to develop this part. <laughs> it, it's an empty lot. It got cut up in red tape. <laughs> Fucking Gabriel was just being a total prima donna about it. He would, man. Fucking Gabe. Gabe. Everybody hates Gabe. Yeah, it, th- that's what people don't realize is is uh, Ken Jong is actually shouting, "Ha, Gabe!" Hmm. I mean, people sometimes realize it, but. Yeah. Gabe was the worst in the office. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So NFL draft is where we should probably start. Um, yeah, it makes the most sense because that's the most that I know about anything. Yeah, the Broncos were very certain about their first pick. Hey, Patrick Sertan. Really? Really? Did you just go there? <laughs> Want to see me fucking do it again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but the Broncos had uh, a lot of picks. There's plenty of teams to talk about, but um, yeah, you got you guys got like ten picks or some shit. Were most of them running backs? Uh, No, you actually got mostly uh, secondary. Oh, you got two two corners, two safeties, two defensive ends. An outside linebacker, an OG, which I'm sure is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, running back, wide receiver. That's a lot of draft picks. That's like, what is that, 10 picks? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine, ten, 10 picks. The Seahawks had three, and you guys had 10. 
there were there were several teams uh, that apparently just kept trading out of this draft. Oh, really? Yeah, we just didn't have any, mostly because of Jamal uh, Jamal Adams, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Yeah. David, who did you, what team did you like in the draft? Who do you think did well? Who do you think did not do well? Um, I think big winner is actually the bears. Um, I could be wrong because <laughs> yeah. I don't think that I am necessarily a very good, uh, uh, assessor of what is going to translate from college to the NFL, especially when a lot of these college guys i don't really know past their highlights um mm. so really my my opinion on this is just not really that valuable quite frankly i mean but we're all everybody in the world is fucking guessing if, 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 if we're talking about like people who are professional scouts yeah. and professional coaches and owner like who have done all of the work and spent their entire lives to answer that exact question that you just asked like what is the, and then we still get Cardale Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, guess, I guess my point is they did the work and yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't even done that. Um, so I, I think uh, the, the bears just stood out just because they, they went and addressed uh, the quarterback. I like Justin Fields. I think he's good. Um, so I think that's, that's going to end up being a good thing for them and, They'll have QB one Andy Dalton this year, I guess, until you know such time that he gets slightly injured, and then they'll throw in. Uh, they'll, they'll they'll basically they'll they'll sick the Chargers uh, uh, medical staff on Andy <laughs> Dalton once the time is right. <laughs> yeah, honestly, though, the thing that weirds me out about the Bears draft is in the sixth round they took a duck. That I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. They picked Thomas Graham Jr., who's a corner. I've never heard of this person. And that's shocking because I watch like every Ducks game. Is it, I, is it possible? This is just the first thought off my head. Is it possible that he transferred and then opted out? I just looked because I was like, must have been something. I didn't watch as much in twenty the 2020 season. So I was like, maybe yeah. he just had a good year last year. As a freshman in 2017, started 12 of 13 games, 49 solo tackles, three interceptions. Sophomore, 47 solo tackles, three interceptions. Junior, 47 so wow, he is very consistent. 47 <laughs> solo tackles, two interceptions. Um, so this yeah. just sounds more like an oversight on your behalf. Maybe, maybe I, just, maybe I just got hit in the head too hard some time in the past couple months, and I've blocked this person out, but. I'm, I was shocked. Interesting. But yeah, now let's talk about the obvious uh, thing on the table. Justin Fields, they he dropped uh, to 10th overall. 11th. He was yep. or 11th overall. Yep. Make, which is crazy because what is he like, the sixth quarterback taken or some shit? No, he was the fourth at that point. Uh, okay. Which is I mean, still like, insane. It, there was, there was yeah. five in the top 15 because Mac Jones went at 15th. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it starts with three. It starts with back to back to back quarterbacks. Yep. Um, Trevor Lawrence was the obvious one. I I don't really like Trevor Lawrence personally, but like I get it, and I'm I think he'll do fine. Uh, or I it seems like the most obvious slam dunk. I'm not surprised that he's first overall. You know, if he's managed well and he 
yeah. produced as well. He's going to do well. In I, I did see. Time. I did see multiple people say that if Trevor Lawrence and uh, had come out last year, mm. that Joe Burrow would have gone ahead of him. That's interesting. I don't know about that, but I don't know if I. I, I mean, that's again speculative. And oh yeah, 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 I'm I'm talking about like like. It was like one person's opinion, um, but like oh, I, actually, I you know what? Of, I hadn't thought about that until they until they said it. Is my point? I I will actually uh, agree with that, mostly because the first overall pick was Cincinnati, and Cincinnati, uh, and just from a marketability standpoint, Joe Burrow is a slam dunk for them over Ohio, Trevor Lawrence, Ohio kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you, that that that's 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 the main thing. Like I think people tend to forget this a lot when it comes to sports. So like. The only thing that matters is winning. No, winning is secondary. The fir- the primary thing is that this needs to be profitable because it's an entertainment industry. Oh, we will get we to like, that later. We like to think of it as all these other things, but it's, it, it's entertainment. about that one. Um, so, like, the Ra- I always think the perfect example is the Raiders. The Raiders have no reason to get better. There ha- there's no reason for them to go out and spend a bunch of money, getting a bunch of good players, staff, all of those things, because everybody buys their fucking uniforms anyway. It's the easiest thing. They just they can put out a mediocre product and they get paid for it because they have the Raider identity and Raider Nation. So um, circling back, I, I do agree that Burrow would have gone over. Uh, but I do want to talk about this year's draft uh, because I think there's some very interesting ones, especially to start off. Uh, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance are the obvious two ones here. I love Trey Lance so much. <laughs> I was shocked that the Niners uh, went out and got him, but so happy. I think it's a great pick. I, I really do like the play. It's ballsy. It is. He, he like the people have pointed out like he looks good in terms of his his measurables, but the only having 17 starts and playing for North Dakota State. That doesn't mean shit. My point point is just you haven't seen very much of him. I'm not saying like, 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 I'm not saying that that means that, oh, he he could just end up falling off or whatever. I'm just saying there's only so much like actual tape that you can assess. Teen games. That's plenty. Is that plenty? When it's like, when, when it's like Cardale Jones, to, like like how how much how many games did did uh you know some comparison like how many how many games did Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence play, like actually play in like what how, just how many how many did how many did Ryan Leaf play in you know what I mean <laughs> fair <laughs> there's plenty of tape to prove that he was good there, there Jameis Winston uh had what thirty games yeah. Although I, I, I'd argue that he has performed in the NFL in the same way that he looked in college. Oh yeah, you're, but you, but all you're really looking for is do they have the intangibles? Do they have a good throwing motion? Do they have, you know, can they do that? Because everything else you can train and teach if you find out that they're susceptible to learning and making those decisions. Um, so I, I, I really like because I, I think the other perfect example of that is uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen had his, a, a mediocre college career. He uh, oftentimes I felt like he was throwing behind targets. He wasn't on in sync with his players, but he could throw fucking bombs and he could throw them well. Not just you know ducks, but like NFL caliber bombs. And that's what pros saw in him. They're like, well, shit. 
we can teach him to be a smarter player. We can teach him to look for people in the right spots. We can teach all that shit. What we can't teach you to do is be stronger, be better. You know, like it, it, all the tangibles they can figure out. It's everything else in between. So 17 games I'm not worried about. If you have, going back to the example from before, Cardale Jones, if you only have three games, that's not a lot to go off of. I didn't really get to see what you did, what you do in adversity. I didn't get to see this, that, this. But at 17, that's plenty at this point. Like, that's enough right. to say you have, a, you know, enough work to say that there's something to do. Yeah, it's yeah. the difference between, you know, somebody in a regular job having three months experience versus two years versus five years. Two and five to me are exactly the same. This, the guy that's only got three months, it's a little weak. Well, and also, too, I'm going to go ahead. Like, the thing that I really fucking love about the Trey Lance pick mm. is – one that they knew their fan base would love it. They yeah. absolutely they would be like, "Oh, okay, like respect," because they didn't go for fucking Mac Jones. Like so much of the Niner fan base would have been so pissed. And it's already so hard to get out to that fucking stadium. But second of all, what I like is that you take this outstanding, incredible FCS quarterback who did prove himself, you know, in seventeen games, who is just as good and very teachable mm -hmm. and like give the fcs some fucking props like mm -hmm. north dakota state is dominant for a reason like it's not like you're picking somebody from like some random you know like other small you know fcs school that has not like that maybe won you know a certain number of games that same season but like mm -hmm. you never really heard of them and it was just that one kid right like it's a yeah. school that's really well known and that and, has a lot of talent. I think we've really seen that, um, especially in this draft, because North Dakota State had what, like, four or five guys drafted. Like they they cleaned up. That's uh, good I feel for like, them. Yeah. I fucking love North Dakota State. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they 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 had several. Um, which every time it happens, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the one thing I, I I still don't personally understand. I mean, I've heard some of the arguments, but it, it, with the Trey Lance pick is why the Niner fan base has moved on so harshly from Jimmy G. Holy shit. He's a good guy. Like, I mean, not a good not guy. Not everybody. Mick is still a fan, I guess. He's a good player. Like, yeah, He's got some injury issues. I'll give you that. It's hard to have a banged-up quarterback. That I do get. He's not the most likable as a person. I get that as well. No. But... He also Fuck. badly I, I, threw Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, and they all have that running through their heads over and over. Yeah, Russell Wilson underthrew fucking Lockett in the Super Bowl. Oh, I mean, yeah. no one no one holds that against him. Because yeah, uh, I mean, because he he won he won one, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you still got you still went there, like you still went to the Super Bowl. I, I, I if a, if a QB can take my team from being the laughing stock of the NFC West to uh, contending for a Super Bowl and leading in the fourth quarter in a Super Bowl even. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not ready to be like, fuck this guy. We need something else in here now. I'm like, fuck it. Let's let this run. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think they did a good job of – so that play happens. Uh, the Shanahan's comments after the game were just uh, vague enough that then the various media outlets run with that as part of the story. Like that was a, a big part of the narrative coming out of that game. And so everybody who's now watching all of that stuff 
um, you know, they, they, they kind of allow their, themselves to get shaped into that narrative. Uh, and so I, yeah. I wonder if maybe they place a, a bigger importance onto that than, than what I would agree with you. Like, it, obviously there's, you know, there's, it's like, it's like all the time when teams win or, or lose by one obvious moment, like a missed field goal or something, they can all just be like, yeah, well, I missed this tackle and I missed this thing here. And like, like it happens throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's moments, you know, cause I think the other, I think the quintessential example of that one is Tony Romo, right? Like Tony Romo oh. is a hall of fame level QB oh. just in terms of what he could do, but he will never get into the hall of fame, at least as a player, he might as a commentator, I don't know, but as a player, he's never going to get in there because of like two plays. That's it. Yep. Two obvious horrible moments in the playoffs that, shouldn't have happened but still like some really bad picks two bad picks away from being in the hall of fame so it's Mm. it kind of comes down to the question hold on hold on two bad picks away from yeah what do you mean what do you like like interceptions you mean two sorry two giveaways i'll say okay i was was like i was like surely we're thinking of the botched fumble or the botched uh, yeah yeah, yeah okay Sorry, I got, I got focused when you when you questioned that. I got focused on the number for some reason, and I was like, "Is there something else I'm not thinking of?" Well, I was, I was thinking, like, oh, okay. "That's what I was the other way." I was like, "If no. there's two interceptions that you're thinking of, I have the third thing over here." So now we're yeah, like no, just no. piling them up. <laughs> no, you're right. I my I got so caught up in the overall idea that I forget to yeah. articulate the thought properly. I got you. Um, but yeah, two two big takeaways away from Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I and. So, it, it, but it begs the question: Should we define players by their most important moments or by their overall careers? Because, and it, it, that, that's a hard fucking question. Cardale Jones, terrible career, three great moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I don't like Cardale Jones, but I love that I get to use him as an example anytime I'm trying to like bug bash <laughs> ideas. I'm I'm trying to think though, like like here's here's the, here's the one that that just came up recently. Obviously, was was Julian Edelman and the, and the discussion around whether or not Julian Edelman should be a Hall of Fame player. They look at his stats; they don't stack up to other people who aren't in the Hall. And when people say things like "Oh, Heinz Ward isn't in there," and and there's a couple other big name receivers i think maybe tory holt might be one that isn't in there like, like there's some other big name receivers and you're like how is that guy not in there yet um i understand like those sides of the argument but if you like remove the well if he's not then he can't if you just remove that from it and you think is this mm-hmm. the caliber player it's like yeah because if you look at his career as a whole you can point to these multiple uh playoff runs both super bowl achieving and otherwise in which mm-hmm. he was just a vital player in in those runs. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to have like crazy career statistics in order to be a Hall of Fame player, in my opinion. So okay, then I'll, uh, then if that if that's your opinion, which I think is a fair one, what do you do with Eli Manning? Uh. Does he go in the Hall of Fame? Because shit, he had some of the best Super Bowl runs ever, including yeah. bringing the worst record 
uh, playoff team ever to a stunning victory over arguably the best dynasty of all time. Yep, I'll, I'll say this. I I like the argument for Julian Edelman better than the argument for Eli Manning. However, <laughs> Eli Manning for me would be like like on the line. Like if he said he was, fine. If he said he wasn't, fine. Mm. Like I, I just like he's, I, I don't find the discussion on Eli. I find it interesting, but not polarizing. Yeah, I just think it it makes it an interesting. It kind of brings back: Are we going to judge by moments or by mm-hmm. career? Because yeah. he's ob- objectively, like, especially when you look at his regular season, he's not a great quarterback. He's yep. okay at times. and But the thing that he did have, so, and, and I think that, you know, asking that too, like career versus moments, like, I, I it's kind of, uh, it's like the nature-nurture thing. Like, it's going to be both, right? And, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're going to be so good in one area that it's going to override the lack in the other. And other times mm-hmm. you're just going to be super well-balanced and you're going to get in that way. And usually it's the guys who are amazingly well-balanced that are the, the like, no-brainer first ballot because it's just mm-hmm. they're so consistent and whatever. Um, the thing that I think he also has going for him is just longevity. Uh, yeah. If he had played six fewer years but still had everything else like like the same. I mean, his his total stat obviously would be deflated because he cut out like six years or whatever. But if you really think about it, his last few years like were not great anyways. You're not really cutting out that much. It's If you like were to average it out per year, I think you'd be uh, pulling the under on each of the last probably three. <laughs> um, although maybe Odell inflated some of that, but you, you get my point. Um Victor Cruz did too, man. Like, yeah, everyone yeah. forgets that before Odell got there, Victor Cruz was the man. Yeah, yep, yeah, his fucking dance with his cha cha. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like our class. Uh, okay. Yeah. Real quick, who are your favorite picks of the draft? I mean, Trey Lance. Fair. I have three. Um, hold on, let me pull it back up. <clears throat> Uh, I can give you one of my least favorite. (laughs) Jamar Harris? Jamar Chase. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't like taking Chase when, when Sewell is still there. I'm not biased at all. Yeah. A little bit. Um... You know, I'm going to I'm going to say uh I think one that I that I like is this the Bucks taking Joe Tryon. Um and I think I could have liked pretty much all of the Bucks picks because they didn't really need anybody. Um I mean, you always need depth and you need youth and whatever else, right? But like positionally, like they're pretty much locked up going into the season. Um so I thought that was that was a good move but then it was weird to come back around and grab Kyle Trask in the second. Um I like Kyle Trask. I think he's a really good quarterback. Uh I was glad to see him get swooped up there. I liked Davis Mills to the Texans. Yep. Stuff the stuff that they've were showing of him uh I thought looked pretty exciting 
and then Green Bay taking Amari Rodgers in the third. <laughs> they needed to, you know, uh, they needed to say sorry a little bit for whatever they did. We'll get to Green Bay after this. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to expedite our draft talk to get to yeah, yeah, yeah. to get to Green Bay for that purpose. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So I'll say my three that I really liked in this draft. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with those. I do like a lot of those. Um. My my three big ones though. Uh. First off, I really liked the Vikings taking Kellen Mond. Um. I stellar quarterback out of Texas A&M. I loved watching him play there. Um, I'm really curious to see what it'll look like having him and um, whatever their running back's name is. I always forget. Uh, Where? Running option. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, Cook. Dallin Cook, thank you. Yep. You know that running back that I said, I just don't see it with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, I don't always make, make the right calls. But I like that one a lot. Um, I loved the Seahawks taking Trey Brown. I watched him a lot in college, and I thought he was stellar. Uh, had some huge moments, especially uh, in the Texas game. Very excited to see him uh, on the Seahawks. And the the last one that I thought was really cool, uh, which I thought was an absolute steal, and I actually texted you guys about it, was uh, the Steelers getting Isaiah Loudermilk. Holy shit. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's one of the, the best fucking uh, ends in the entire draft. And you guys got him, what, in the fifth? Uh, Sixth? I believe it was the fifth round. That's fucking, that's a, that is a steal. Yep. Pick number that 156. Is... Woo! They traded so to, to get the pick from Dallas, who got it from Philadelphia, who got it from Miami. Yeah. Damn. I, yeah. I think that's going to go very well. You guys also drafted a punter. Just we that. did, we did. Uh, one of the the other good good picks before we quickly get over there, uh, Jamar Jefferson in the seventh to the Detroit mm. Lions, two mm-hmm. picks away from being Mister Irrelevant, um, but he uh, obviously he, he absolutely torched us. Um, you know who else guys, torched us? They got drafted. Really good. How's it? Um... Please stand by. Uh, where is it? Probably just look at this, but I was on this day, wasn't it? No. Oh, I liked um, Byron or. What is it? Yeah, Byron, the kid from Cal, yeah. thought he was fucking stellar, so it was cool to see him get picked. But the one I wanted to talk about... It's okay, we can edit this part out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just pretend that I had it off the cuss. Off the cuff? Off the cuff. Yes. Okay. I've clearly gone over this person. There it is. Uh, 27th pick in the sixth round, the Browns got Demetric Felton from UCLA, the wide receiver. That dude is a fucking animal. <sighs> I remember just watching him torch us left and right. The name's familiar. Oh. Yeah. Demetric? <laughs> uh, no, Felton. Dem- Demetric Felton. It's actually, um, 
Spanish for the metric. God damn it. Um, yeah. Oh, he's coming back. He's walking away, but he's coming back. Rip. It's okay. I'm just setting up all my apps on my television. So. I see that. <laughs> I'm learning a lot, though. I didn't know half of this about the draft. Yeah. The, the friggin' uh, Crimson Tide had a fuck ton of people drafted, too. Also happening, I'm just going to give a whole rundown of the timeline. No, I, I appreciate this because, honestly, like I was just telling David, like I learned more about the draft now than I did when I was trying to read about it. So Fair enough. I'm going to give a, I'm gonna give you a rundown of the most interesting story that happened. And most people are probably pretty aware of this at the moment, but for anyone who isn't, day one of the draft, Aaron Rodgers is announced to be most likely being traded to Denver. Everyone's going fucking wild. Because that's that's actually an insane thing. First of all, to even think of Aaron Rodgers not on the Packers, but to see him in Denver is crazy. Um, lots of speculation on that. Day two, at the beginning of day two of the draft, uh, their owner comes out and says, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be, uh, we're not getting, we're not giving up on Aaron or anything like that. You know, he just had an MVP season. He, he, we're going to make sure to have him as our quarterback next year. And about an hour or two later, Schefter, uh, tweets out that teammates of Aaron Rodgers have been told by Aaron, by Rodgers that uh, he will not be playing for the Packers next season. And if they don't trade him, he's planning to retire. Yeah, and, 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 uh, uh, host Jeopardy. Yeah, and <laughs> host Jeopardy, which is a whole other Important thing. detail. <laughs> he's got a fallback gig. Oh, he has no charisma. He can't be a game show host. He's fine. He's smart, but he's not, I mean, he's, He's not not no. He just doesn't have any charisma. Like, can you imagine him running a game show? What's your name, Steve? That's uh, Steve. Where are you from? I'm from Des Moines. This is Steve from Des Moines. All right, what do you want to play? That, that's Aaron Rodgers as a game show. It's not bad. It's not bad. I think he just <laughs> knows that if he can lock up that job and stay in it, he could have a 40-year career. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's really all that he's thinking right now. I think he just needs to keep dating movie stars. I mean, shit, Drew Carey has been doing The Price is Right for a decade. Yeah, Drew Carey is overwhelming with how much charisma he no, has. No, 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 I, I know that. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, bet you didn't realize it had been a decade. Yeah, oh, no, I, I remember. Uh, pretty much right after Whose Line stopped, he started doing that. I guess it, for me, it felt like it had been like five years. And then I found out mm. it was a decade. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So, okay, it's fine. It's just me. <laughs> yeah, no, so it is interesting. I'm really hoping that he goes and plays for the Broncos. Me too. Because <laughs> we know what happens when we get a random, like, great name, very talented quarterback for a year or two. And. And Joe Flacco. <laughs> and Tim Tebow. <laughs> I just think it would be so interesting. It's like, 
you guys over the past 15 years would have had Tim Tebow, Peyton Manning, Joe Flacco, and now Aaron Rodgers on that team. Great. That's a great lineup. <laughs> and uh, you'll have one Super Bowl for it. What about Kyle Orton? Was he in the last 15 years? I think so. I think he was He was who Tebow replaced. I thought that was Plummer. Mm, no, I thought... You well, might be right. Maybe it was Plummer. I, I, I thought it was uh, Kyle Orton. Back at back at that time, I was only interested in uh, Colt Brennan. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was in Broncos for 2009 and 2011. Carl Orton, you're right. Yep, sweet, got it. Awesome, Jay Cutler. <clears throat> oh yeah, Jay Cutler years. <laughs> Jay Cutler to oh, Brandon. Jay, Jay Cutler right. to Brandon. Brandon Lloyd. Jesus, that's right. <laughs> Or no, no, uh, was Marshall there? No, Marshall, Marshall was with Cutler in Chicago. That's right. And then surprisingly, yeah. they both ended up in Miami, but didn't play together. This should make some sense. But yeah, no, I think that that, that that is the most interesting story. I can't wait to watch it continually unfold because it's definitely far from over at this point. Um, I, I don't understand how that relationship has soured so much, but holy shit. I hope that he does like a, a football version of Holy Moly, but it just craters. I'm would, not familiar. Like, he, he goes, fine, I'll do Jeopardy. And Jeopardy's like, dude, we didn't offer you the job. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I'll figure this out. Shailene, help me make a show. And it just falls apart. And she'll be like, I never knew him. I only knew him as the guy who threw balls for a living, not as the guy who hosted a trivia show. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> well, you know... Either way, whatever happens with him, even if he doesn't go to the Broncos. Wait, what the fuck? Holy moly had a second season? Yeah. Huh. Okay, what? what? That was Steph Curry's um, TV show where they had, where they played the most like life-size absurd mini golf that's what that is. That's right. That's right. Rob Riggle and Joe Tessitore were the important the, part. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they were the commentators, and that was that's how I want to watch every sporting event ever for the rest of my life. Yes, yes. Just put, the put energy it. of Rob Riggle and Joe Tessitore feeding off each other. <laughs> I need ESPN to put Rob Riggle in a booth for an alternate uh, uh, commentating crew for Monday Night Football. So mm-hmm. that you can watch on ESPN plus do it for Thursday night football revive that shit oh, hell well, yeah. they, but ESPN just owns the rights but yeah yeah they could do it they, they could do it for I, I just I could see ESPN doing it but I couldn't see NFL Network doing it I'm just saying you want to revitalize Thursday night because you know they're always like oh well people don't watch Thursday yeah. we're still on that shit everyone will watch it yeah. Thursday night is one of my favorites oh yeah I'm right I there feel like you. you always get just the wacky matchups mm-hmm it's Pac-12 after dark for the NFL. Let me no. some action. <laughs> oh. Who would who would be with Rob Riggle if he was doing Thursday Night Football? 
Joe Tessitore. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I'm telling you, Rob Riggle is great, but the energy, like Joe Tessitore did such a good job of like feeding off of him. And like, I don't know, I, I thought they did such, such a good job. The only other person I think would do better or could do better, wouldn't, not, wouldn't necessarily, would be Chris Fowler. Oh, but he's good at everything. Oh, I know. That's not fair. He's good at everything. <laughs> you know how great it is being a tennis fan and then every major and being like, we got Chris Fowler again. Woo! That's because he's a tennis person. He, he Actually, if I if I were to do my 30 for 30, it would be on how Chris Fowler saved tennis in, in America. Because uh, they're... On this diatribe mm-hmm. multiple times. I, I, I believe in it. It's definitely worth at least a 30 for like 15. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's more accurate. We can we can do a completely prepared. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. My kind of effort. Come on. I'm, this I'm, time we are prepared. I'm just saying. David called my bluff immediately. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. If you want me to green light a four part 30, 30 minute each docu series via podcast, I I will absolutely fund that to the same level as every other venture of ours. <laughs> That's so volunteer time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe a software subscription purchase. <laughs> I'm actually going to do mine on why uh, Texas A&M is the premier uh, football oh, team God, program. No way, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, I hope Aaron Rodgers comes to Denver. That would be nice. I agree. Mostly just because then I would be able to rub the screenshot that I took of David saying that there's a 0% chance of it happening in his face. Yeah, I still think there's a 0% chance of it happening, but... But revised it to 1%, though. Yeah, well... I'm here for it. Sorry, 0% chance of him being traded. I think there's, like, a 1% chance of him, like, not playing. Yeah. I don't think they'll trade him. You know, you know what my perfect trade is actually. Just... Ben Roethlisberger to the Broncos. Oh my god, that's just cruel. It'd be so much fun because I'd get to watch both of you get pissed. You know what I joked about was uh, was instead uh, Rogers for Wilson. Oh, Jesus. Wilson was talking about wanting out. Now Rogers wants to just just switch him, just like for like. Wait, Rogers or not? Right, uh, Wilson wants out of Seattle. There were like some rumors about it, or or he kind of started them by giving out a list of here's the cities I would be willing to go to, and people were like, okay, so Wilson wants out, and then it just went nothing, which is where ninety percent of these things go. Yeah, I I always find that such a weird thing. It's like okay, I could give you a list of companies that I would wouldn't mind working for that I'd like to work for. Yeah, nobody I, then questions like, oh, do you hate your job? No, I'm just trying to think about my future that may not be where I'm at at the moment. I don't fucking know. Yep. You've got to be fiercely loyal. Why? It's my employer. Yep. Nobody's fiercely loyal to their employer. Y'all are out of your nope. mind. But I think like the average sports fan uh, watches sports and pretends that it's the Sandlot or some shit. <laughs> and not a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah, like these people are like like were born and raised in Pittsburgh, and their their dad worked in the steel mill, and they, you know, worked yeah. real hard, and suddenly were able to get onto the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, no, it's just some kid from Calabasas. Just, just yeah. <laughs> or, or, or or when they when they like say shit like, 
oh well richard sherman and russell wilson didn't get along i don't give a shit who cares yeah i don't get along with a couple of my coworkers. yeah we get along and it's and it's fine i don't like you you don't like me but we just got to get the work done yep it's perfect and actually like that's a perfect if i have to have two players on my team that don't get along the corner and the quarterback awesome yeah. <laughs> most of the time they're not on the same sideline hey man, it's only good. during special teams plays Hey man, good throw. I just I, I was able to get both my hands right around it perfectly, right to me. But you're the cornerback. Yeah. Yep, great throw. Exactly. Now, if like DK Metcalf's like, I got a problem with Russell Wilson. Now I'm concerned. A little bit too. They're, yeah, they're, they they have to work together. What, like do you, they, what do you think about the the uh, oh, if his O line doesn't like him, they won't block for him argument. Dumb. <laughs> like, what like, does that filter into me making a plot? <laughs> like, we're talking about professionals in a professional work environment. If you think that they can't play football because they don't like each other, or because that tells me more about how you work than it does about them. That's a good point. <clears throat> yeah. Um... They don't like each other. Fuck if I care. <laughs> Who cares? Well, if Aaron Rodgers does retire from football, he could still have another career playing football. And perhaps he could do that in England, where today Manchester United had their game postponed because a group of fans of thousands of people came to the stadium to protest the uh well, people would say that it was the European Super League, but they're really protesting just the Glazer ownership in general. Um, yeah, I thought the Super League was dead. Super League dead. Super League, Super League start. Super League, real bad idea. Super League die, and then uh, uh, everybody, everybody protesting. Well, it it, it died because of the protests, uh, and then everybody who then was involved in the protest decided you know what we should do is we should take this opportunity and all band together and try to figure out a way to get all of these club owners to sell their clubs they're trying to enforce the 50 plus one rule that germany has which basically makes it so that uh, the fans are largely in control of the uh behaviors of the club Whereas somebody else owns it and is just basically a custodian of of the team, that doesn't happen in all. Um, that doesn't happen in all. <clears throat> Actually, I think Germany might be the only place that it happens. Um, and so they're they're talking about in in England trying to make that a thing, and part of the issue is you know, these are just such valuable clubs. Like how do you find, just find people that have that kind of money that are just ready to buy a club. I mean, you can do it, but, and then you have the, you have to actually get the owners to actually be willing to sell. Uh, and so there's tons of, tons of hurdles there and they're massive money-making machines. So why would you want to sell? They're not bad investments. Um, no, it's like, it makes sense at the outset of a league, but at this point that's not going to happen. But so that fight, that fight of trying to get them to sell has been a fight that uh, that Manchester United supporters have been going on since uh, 2005, I think it was, when the Glazers bought the team. 
um, they were they were furious because when the Glazers bought it, they took out debt to buy the club and then brought that debt onto the balance sheet and have just been serving, paying down the debt. So they're basically just ex- extracting value from the club instead of reinvesting that money back into it. And so people just see them as money-grubbing Americans, um, which, you know, not totally inaccurate. Um, and would like for them to sell it to somebody who will instead be more responsible with the team. Um, okay. So they use this. Now, now this. let me explain how the real world works. <laughs> this, uh, this is, this is what, <laughs> what they, the fuck? This is, this is how, this is, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm hearing from the various people that I, that I follow that, that talk about this, which is like not, there's like a lot of people. Um, I spend too much time on this thing. Um, it's really weird. Like, like, I don't know if they think that it's actually possible. I, I think they think that if they make the Gla- Glazers' lives like absolute hell, that they'll just sell the team to be done with it and get away from them. It's very kind of uh, hooligan-esque. In their lives hell by protesting at the stadium? I... Where the Glazers aren't? Right. Um, well, th- there have been other things where they've been confronting the Glazers in, in person as well. Um, there was uh, some some photo that was being shared of somebody confronting one of the uh, one of them. I was amazed at how bad he looked. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, like that's that's what it seems like is like they think that, and whether that be that they drop the value of the club by making it a less uh, appealing stock to own or getting people to stop watching. Uh, there's an entire boycott around people who want them to do this. Like just strictly don't buy the merchandise from the club, like all this kind of yeah, stuff. That's what I was about to ask. Like how many of these protesters showed up wearing their Manchester United gear? No, no I mean, there were definitely some, um, of course, but a lot of them, make points to not buy it or if they do they're wearing it's bootlegged gear like it's like not it's not the the authentic jerseys that's still advertising but sure yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) you're right but they they'll still uh they'll still look at that as a as a loophole to to the system you know um they're wrong but okay I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're right if they're sitting in their fucking living room wearing the bootlegged jersey. But when you go on into international television wearing bootlegged, <laughs> that's free advertising. Yeah. Well, there was, there was a ton of people there who were wearing the green and gold, which is the was is a reference to pre-Glazer eras when Manchester United's colors were green and gold. Um, or at least it was like the club that became them. I'm, I'm, I forget all the details exactly, but they uh, they wear that, which is supposed to be an anti-Glazer symbol. And so if you see a bunch of Manchester United stuff being posted and there's a bunch of green and gold stuff on it, um, that's, their, that's their little signal. Like, get the fuck out, Glazers. Um, I'm sure it's gonna work really well, and all this free advertising is really hurting the Glazer family. Yeah, it's it's not gonna happen. Uh, and same with any of the teams; they're not. You, you just short of of 
full on boycotting the league and like starting a new league, I don't see how you know you would be able to pull this off. You know who's really actually having a great time with this because it's actually great for them? Boris Johnson, who <laughs> is in the midst of one of the worst fucking political decisions that any country has ever made. And instead of having to deal with the fallout at a national level, everybody's out fucking protesting football. Because apparently that matters more than the fact that they can't import or export anything anymore. Oh, yeah. This is wonderful. Oh, yeah. It's uh Boris Johnson is having a party. He's he's sitting in his office, whatever the version of the Oval Office is for them, and he's just fucking Downing. listening. Yeah, Ten Downing Street. He's just sitting there listening to party rock anthem. No, no, it's it's Ten Downing two, Oval Office. <laughs> two oh, stepping it. Great, great for them. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's such better things to be protesting right now yes. than fucking. We don't like that you guys are. <laughs> using exactly. this team yeah. for money, which is the entire reason to buy a sports team in the first place. Yeah, well, they don't they don't view it that way. They don't they don't think that the, the reason to buy it is for money. They think the reason to buy it is to to be a custodian of the club. And if you sell the club later on, Jesus. it'll appreciate in value, and then you'll make money. But not to you know they don't like the they don't like the landlord uh, type aspect of it. If I was buying something for hundreds and millions of dollars, I think probably billions. I don't actually know what a sports team's cost. Um, the last thing I would care about is being custodian and making the fans happy. Be like, fuck, I'm spending all this money. I better make some more in the process. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. And to be clear, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm on your side on this one. I, but it's just... Yeah. My my side of it has always been: if you spend the most money in the world, if you make the most money in the world, you should be the top club in the world when there is a non-salary cap system. And yeah. when you don't perform that way, that's what I get upset about. Um, yeah, and, and for the record, I, I I love their plight. I love the ideas that they're talking about. They're I don't think they're they going just, about it the right way, and I don't think it's ever going to happen for them. But they sound like they heard this idea from somebody else who heard about this idea and then went on Joe Rogan to talk about it. Yeah, it it, it sounds like Twitter in motion. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's where the whole the whole thing is being organized, right? So because um, it's it's even across across countries, it's not even just just in England. So. No. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. It'll be interesting to see how they rescheduled the game. There's already not that much time for them to be able to fit it in. Um, they're they're going to do the same thing that anyone does during massive hype cycles of news. Nothing, because if you if you try to do something, you can all no matter what your decision is, it's going to make things way worse. If you do nothing, then in three to five weeks, everybody will find something else to be outraged yeah. about, and then they'll focus on that. And suddenly you don't have to do anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was just referring to being able to like actually get the game scheduled, but I, you're totally right, 100%. Yeah. Sorry, Kira, what'd you say? No, just it's all about the cycle. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I have to do work right now, so oh. keep drinking more. <laughs> I have to do work, grabs vodka. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Got Trust me, I don't want I don't want it to be this way either. That's all, I, I think the outward cycle <laughs> thing is yep. awful. I'm just say, saying how I see it. It I, sucks. 
yeah, I think that they're wasting a lot of effort. And I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're actually accomplishing anything. I think they're, if anything, it's counterproductive because I've learned more about Manchester United today than I have in a while. So, right. You're kind of, you're kind of making it a little bit, um, you're, you're almost, you're almost made, uh, made United look like the victim today. Yeah. And there's no such thing as bad press. Right. Well, meanwhile, if I can find this, uh, in, in other soccer news, uh, the Sounders are killing it. Um, they just won today 3-0. Yeah! They play the Timbers next Sunday, which is only relevant to mention that the Timbers are playing in the CONCACAF Champions League along with four other quarterfinalist MLS teams, which means we have five out of the eight spots are MLS teams, which gives us a pretty decent chance uh, to push forward one of those teams into the finals, especially considering um, it they they represent every tie right now. You know, there's, there's four ties right now. Each one has an MLS team. One of them has two MLS teams. So... It would be a, a kind of kind of a big deal, I think, uh, if we could pull off as an MLS team a, a victory of this tournament. I don't know if we have ever done that. Toronto might have done it, but I don't. I don't know. Hell yeah, let's go us. Go MLSers. Nope, that doesn't sound right. No. <laughs> Wait, did you just come up with that? Um. Yes. Nah, lies. I mean, I came up with it like two minutes ago whenever David's rant started, but. <laughs> so not really just. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to say it, and then I, it just kind of flew out. But yeah, no, that is exciting. Um, we can be the most CONCAC AF team out there. CONCAC. Well, the Timbers, in their in their last game, it was kind of crazy. Like, they're, they're down uh, 1-0 for, uh, I think it was the second half they got scored on. Um, this game was like a week ago, so I'm, I'm trying to drag it up, but, um, the important bit is in about the, in stoppage time, I think it was, uh, there was a controversial call. I forget exactly what happened, but he went down in the box. Uh, they got a PK, which finished, <clears throat> they were able to finish out, uh, and, and that game one, one, um, oh my God, what was, what was the play? You're gorgeous. Oh, that's what it is. So they're in the box. So there's just this crazy buildup. So balls, balls loose in the box and timbers are. All right. What? What? Balls loose in the box. Oh, God. (laughs) More vodka. All right. We're going to try this again and I'm going to commentate. I'm going to commentate the play. Oh, do commentate the loose balls in the box. I <laughs> I remember that it was crazy, but I couldn't remember exactly what happened. So, 94th minute, ball is crossed into the box, goes to head it, flubs it, <laughs> it's loose ball, and one guy gets taken out. As he's taken out, Club America player is dribbling out, 
and another player strikes the ball. It hits his hand as his hand is going to the ground, which prevents the ball from reaching the net. So <laughs> as a result, they call a PK. Uh, I don't remember if it went to VAR. I believe it went to VAR and was uh, confirmed. It definitely went to VAG. Oh, uh, was confirmed. And as a result, uh, the Timbers got the got the PK there and were able to tie that game up. Pretty crazy ending. They go and they're going to need to pull off a win, though. Um, or a, a two-goal-plus draw against uh, Club America in Club America. Heck yeah. I will edit out the pause. <laughs> it. Keep it in. Not a chance. But yeah. Um, Super League dead. Super League died. I do have more sports news. It, it is now official. We will have 32 NHL teams next season as the uh, Seattle Kraken have officially submitted the money to become an NHL wow. team. Unleash the Kraken! Let's go! What are y'all's thoughts? I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. I think it's a good idea. I, I think it's a good idea. I'm not going to go. I don't care, but... Yeah, it's very <laughs> unlikely to influence the amount of hockey I watch. Yeah. The, what the, if like... I come to town and I'm like, look, the only way that I'm coming oh, in yeah. town is if we go to a Kraken game. Oh, yeah, I'd go, I'd go to a game. I'm just not going to be... Like, I don't follow hockey. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. It's not that I, like... I'm like, God, I don't like watching... I like watching hockey. It's just not something I go out of my way to watch, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can That's only do so many things. Part and... of this, like fandom to me is how many people are actually going to like mm. increase because i feel like see like just i mean look at the sounders like the mm. majority of people who pay Sonic. attention to the seattle sounders are people who are already soccer fans like you'd be surprised there's, there's actually a lot of sounders fans out here it, it weirds me out sometimes yeah. I think um, I think you'll see like if they're successful like you you see how a successful new franchise can be mm-hmm. influential like the like Vegas Golden Knights like that's mm-hmm. really I mean you you have a city of weird transplant population and you make it to the fucking Stanley Cup finals after like having to basically buy your way in to mm-hmm. the league yeah, no, uh, I agree. I think um, the thing that excites people more out here than having an NHL team in particular is the uh, possibility of seeing, oh, if the NHL team can work here now, maybe an NBA team can get back here. Yep. So I think more people are seeing it more as a uh, conduit to getting the Sonics back than they are to, uh, at least from the people I've talked to. Seattle needs to be a five-sport city. I'm about it. Really? Yep. Football, I mean, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. They need they need all five. I'm good with a three sport <laughs> city. Football, baseball, and basketball. Yeah. And you know, I'll cut out baseball for that. You know you actually you know what would be my controversial opinion? I would lose the Seahawks if it meant that I could have the Sonics. Wow. I know. 
I I don't like the Seahawks that much. I don't get me wrong, it's my team. I root for them and all that. But if I had the Sonics back, that's the swagger I want in this fucking city. <laughs> I want to I want to rock that green and gold. I don't like rocking the Seahawks colors. Yeah. I do it because I like the Seahawks, but oh, if I could rock if I could rock the fucking Sonics again, oh, it'd be so good. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I, I told, oh, I, yeah, I told Tess if they come back, I'm, I'm switching back over. It's like I was a fan of the Sonics first, so. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I, want my, I want my Sonics back. Do we have Do we have anything else? We can have Katie come back and retire as a Sonic. There you go. I would actually. I would. I would sign up for that. Me too. And then and then Westbrook would would come in the off season, but never end up playing a game. Exactly, and then get, <laughs> and then retire as a Sonic with never being both drafted and traded for him, and still never playing a game. Gag me. <laughs> um, speaking of basketball, actually, I, I do have another one more. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to tennis for a hot second. No. I don't, I don't know if I have anything interesting in tennis at the moment. But uh, in basketball, Jason Tatum with the fucking comeback win against the Spurs, putting up 60 goddamn points, yeah. which is insane. Do you think he bought himself a spot on the Olympic team by doing that? Note, note that Popovich is the uh, coach for the Olympic team. Uh, I... I, I... The Olympic team is so tough because I don't know. It's hard to know who all is gonna like put make themselves eligible, like and say like, yeah, I'll do it or or opt out of it. Yeah. Um, so that like that just makes it so tough. Um, I like him, especially because he, he's a good guard. Like that's the thing that I think we're lacking the most is guards. Yeah, I think if shooting guards, if he was, yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> We have plenty of point guards. <laughs> yeah. We, we have so many point guards that I don't think I would pick Damian Lillard to go to the fucking Olympic team. And that's insane. Oh, I, I do Steph and Dame. I do. I do Steph. Uh, yeah. Like maybe Dame is my second. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, you, there's still Kyrie and then there's like, Harden kind of plays point guard, but not really anymore because Kyrie's there. I guess because I was thinking you put Giannis in, but Giannis plays that kind of hybrid position, so he could play. I don't. Yeah. You might put Giannis as a fucking forward. <laughs> I guess if if everybody's eligible to play, like everybody says they're in, uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't if he didn't make it. But because yeah. I'm guessing that there's going to be a lot of opt outs, like LeBron. Yeah, he, LeBron's gonna have to like know that all of his guys are gonna be there, and especially coming off the injury, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he opted out. Um, but I, I mean, I, I'd still, I'd still like Bron because he'd be a good. I think he'd be a good forward, good power, or like a good guard and shit. Like, th those are the positions we need. We have plenty of centers, we have plenty of point guards, but I'd like, I like. It's hard to find some good forwards, really. And there are good forwards. It's just. It's just less less than it's actually become less of a important position. I think part of the problem too is like I I play 
you know, like like picking top teams like that and like all star teams and stuff with baseball or with basketball, like kind of a similar way that I play two K, where it's like, is that a guy that I that I want on my team? Like, is that yeah. a guy that I want to not have to play against and and want to root for and uh, you know from a playability standpoint? Um, oh, and I, think there, I think there's like a ton of people that like you you miss out on if you only use that method. Um, and that's oh just, yeah, that's just the problem. Well, and the other thing too is. You know, can you get guys that play together? Because I think the infamous one is, uh, you know, the dream team where arguably one of the all-time great players, Isaiah Thomas, was not invited because nobody fucking liked him. Yep. (laughs) You know, so you you had who, you know, you had like Moses Malone on that team who objectively not a better player than – Isaiah and obviously they don't play the same position, but still, like, didn't you know? Didn't Christian Leitner play on that team without playing a, a dribble in the NBA? Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> Lucky Christian Leitner. Oh, I'll be honest, I low key love Christian Leitner. That was my kind of player. Yeah, he's fun. I like the fun players. I like the guys with fucking spit. Yep. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, hell yeah. Nick Kyrgios. I love him. The, guy, the guys that will show up, play, do everything to make their team win, but have attitudes that the press doesn't like. Oh, Marshawn Lynch. Another perfect Ah, uh, yes. Yep, there you go. Mm-hmm. My hero. Jamal Preston Adams. Preston Mikeman's the person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where's some other ones? I'm trying. I'm trying to think of some other ones where. Oh, uh, other players like that. I mean, players just straight up disliked by the media. Do you have to be disliked by the media? I mean, or or like not not necessarily likable, or or a little bit more like on edge. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> that's different <laughs> um and then like yeah, there, there comes the question too of like what what do you have to do to be likable in that position because tennis i think we have a good example where we have the infamous rivalry of john McEnroe versus jimmy connors where uh McEnroe has become a very likable person he had a lot of friends on tour at the time he's just that person when he played and then you have Jimmy Connors, who burned bridges left and right. People still think he's an asshole. Like people, you you don't see him make many public appearances now because nobody fucking wants to talk to him. So it's like, so like Jalen the, Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, fuck Jalen Ramsey. You know? <laughs> and Michael Crabtree. I think I don't like Jalen Ramsey because Jalen Ramsey picks fights with people that everybody likes. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna fight you, Larry Fitzgerald. It's like, no, exactly, not Larry. <laughs> J- Jalen Ramsey would pick a fight with a puppy if it got him notoriety. It's like, <laughs> come on, dog, come on, be more likable. I think Tyron Matthews is probably another good example. Tyron Matthews is a good, great example. Reggie Miller, <laughs> my my other one of my other favorites. Allen Iverson. Oh, AI. Yeah. 
That's tough. It's tough to try and figure out if, if you're going to play that personality. Where Where is the line? Sean Jackson and the Jews. Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think for, for soccer, who are those guys? Uh, I don't want to say Ronaldo. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Rooney? <laughs> That's, Wayne, that's Wayne Rooney is the most British person I've ever seen. He just like if you ask me what is, what do British people look like, Wayne Rooney. There's there's a there's an advertisement for the Super or the Super the World Cup and uh, <laughs> goddamn Super League making me call the Super World Cup. Um, the World Cup uh, and leading up to it, they had a bunch of guys like basically doing like like you know. Uh, like heavy heavy effect like in-game footage type thing and and they do have these moments where it's like you know they're going to take a shot and it kind of blinks right at that moment and it's like either he's gonna make it or he's gonna miss it and it kind of looks like you know it goes in here's his life and then he misses it here's his life and in wayne rooney's he misses it and he is in a uh like a double wide trailer with a a newborn and a lady and he's got a big old gut and it hasn't shaved and he just like walks out in like a wife beater and looks at this this uh billboard outside of his trailer park and just looks completely disheveled and i looked at that and i was like yeah if he didn't make the scene that could have happened sure (laughs) (laughs) i was like yeah that makes sense yeah his was definitely the uh, all or nothing play by becoming a professional soccer player. Yeah, yeah. I'm finding the PK, but they're not showing me the actual foul. Come on. The PK. Uh-huh.